0: Welcome to the Wasatch Report. This is episode 26. Jeff Johnson is joining me again in the studio today, my co-host, producer, and amazing friend. And we're going to talk about some, we're going to do some catching up. We did not do a live episode of the Wasatch Report last week, but we did run a couple episodes of the Red Hot Chili Prepper, also on Anchor FM. We'll give you some of the details. Today, we're going to catch up a little bit on uh, the over the weekend developments. Uh, President Trump uh, comes down with COVID and is uh, hospitalized at Walter Reed. Also, we'll talk about some of the election issues as well as the fallout uh, the uncertainty that we are going to have as a result of them. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Suzanne Sherman's The Wasatch Report Radio Show, Politiprep Podcast. They also have a fan page. You can submit your articles there. And on um, the overwhelming majority of cases, we're going to be good with those. Red Hot Chili Prepper, also another page and podcast if you're interested in learning about preparedness. I was just on K Talk Media this morning with uh, the Inside the News host, uh, Paul Jensen, and we talked about preparedness and politics. I really like that uh, the preparedness aspect is getting as popular as it is. Unfortunately, it's getting that way because of all the uncertainty and unnecessary political shenanigans we have as a result of an overreaching government. Also, if you're not hearing us live on Facebook, you can find us on Anchor FM, you can like, share, support, and comment. That will also generate traffic soar, uh, towards our podcasts as well. And you can also support right from the page for as little as 99 cents a month. SuzanneCSherman.com also has a way you can donate right on the homepage. If you go to my blogs, you can find the blog's published articles page also has articles from the Abbeville Institute, 10th Amendment Center, National Conservative, to name a few. So other than that, Jeff, how was your weekend?
1: Um, pretty uneventful. I, I was off this weekend, did a few odds and ends, got stuff done around the house, getting things squared away with the camper. It's getting close to winter. You got to get it winterized and, uh, you know, just doing, just puttering around the house this weekend.
0: That was a very expensive lesson for me when I had my first winter out here. I thought drain the tanks. We're good to go. Then I tried to get it ready to go to a, a little adventure on the next spring, the first spring I had here, and lo and behold, nothing worked. I had to replace all the plumbing. So I have learned a lot since then. You know, when you change uh, your living situations as drastically as I did living from the California climate to not only Utah, but the coldest city in Utah and a thousand feet above the coldest city in Utah. Uh, you learn to be a little bit more self-sufficient and prepare for the winter time. So this weekend, I I had already blown out the um, the plumbing system with an air compressor, but this weekend I took the extra step because I went away last week. I don't know if you saw our pictures; I think you did. Um, and so I did the I went one step further with putting the antifreeze in there, running it through the system. So now we are winterized. And I'm hoping to go on an elk hunt later, later this week. So even though it's winterized, we can still use it and get out of here. Gosh, I'd rather talk about hunting than (laughs) politics, but... (laughs) This is the Wasatch Report, and we will do what we got to do. Want to first say hello to Mark and Daniel and Clay and Wayne, who's here. Brad had a great comment when we said we were going to do a show today. He said that he missed the last ones live, and he really was looking forward to this. So I just want to thank people, because time is something that you do not get back. and When you choose to spend it with us, and a lot of the people, I, I think the overwhelming majority that start at the beginning of the show do stay with us the entire time and comment. So Jeff will be sharing your comments, and we will address some on the air. So Jeff, what are your thoughts with this whole Trump coming down with COVID? And interestingly, all these—this is a very sophisticated virus It seems to target Republicans. Is that my—is—is is that an, a, a fair assessment? Because that was my my thing. My BS detector has been going off like crazy all weekend.
1: Not that I wear a tinfoil hat, but I probably ought to get one out right now because it, it, this kind of sounds like a little tinfoil hat. But you know what? It was just awfully convenient that within a, within 48 hours, probably less than four, about 48 hours, uh, pe- President Trump is on Twitter saying he's tested positive. Him and Melania have tested positive for COVID. You know, it there was a debate that, you know, listen, I didn't get to give my take on it. Oh, yes. My he's personal take on that <laughs> was... That it was Trump forty five, Wallace thirty five, and Biden twenty. Biden got twenty because he showed up. My whole idea of this debate was it was about ratings for faux fo- uh, news. That's all it was. The Biden was a tr- uh, was a prop on stage. They had the two podiums, and they had Biden standing there. That he was the prop, and Wallace debated uh, Trump for 40, uh, 90 minutes. And you know they let Biden say a few words here and there. And then it was all over. And so after the fact, uh, I think the polling came back and people didn't like Trump being rude and interrupting so much. So what comes up next? He's got COVID. Now he has to lock down for 14 days. Voila, no more debates. So he can't look bad anymore on debates. I, I believe that uh, you know he can make Biden look bad enough just going out there and talking about his record. Had he let Biden speak, he probably would have destroyed him and it would have been all over. But I think my personal opinion is this whole COVID thing is to get him out of the debate schedule and you'll probably be seeing him doing some virtual uh, rallies where there'll be thousands of people in an arena at a big screen TV and he's going to address the rallies. I think that's what you'll see from here on out. So that's my personal take on COVID. I think it's just uh, a cover to keep Trump from being Trump.
0: You know, I had another friend of mine that suggested that perhaps, and this is this is a former Army Ranger who said, "What do you think the possibilities are that perhaps there was some sort of bio warfare used and that Air Force One was contaminated?" I, I think everything's on the table at this point. But again, when you have a government that is just so um, beyond beyond the realm of what it was ever intended to do, and this is something else I was discussing earlier on the on another show, is. You know, when every every point of social policy becomes a matter of national contention, this is exactly what we end up with. So, you know, my my take on on the debate was I I honestly wanted Donald Trump to absolutely annihilate Joe Biden on the issues. And also with Chris Wallace, he was just another version. Oh, who was that? Who was that blonde? Megan. Megan Kelly. Was that her name? Uh, she, she wanted to be, she wanted to be the one that, that was all about. And I, I think Chris Wallace stepped in there. I was never impressed by him anyway, but Donald Trump allowed himself to fall into this trap where I did not think that he put himself forward in a very good light. Uh, I thought the open forum part of the debate opened itself up to that. And what I like to do, and I I tell people all the time, I always have a pen and notes anytime I'm on the air. I write things down so I don't have to interrupt people. And I I thought next time what they should do is give them each a crayon. And let them draw little pictures of what they want to discuss when they get around to it. And keep their mouths shut and don't talk over either one. Because I don't think it was a very effective way to make any points. And I thought the loser of it was everybody that tuned in. And we did it for obvious reasons,
1: Jeff. You and I were talking. and going back. I and- endured it. I endured <laughs> it just because I knew we were going to talk about it. And I was like, right. I have to watch this. I know. Uh, in, in, uh, in reality, like I said, uh, Trump didn't commit total suicide. He he made himself look foolish, but in the end, on the substance, I mm-hmm. believe that his substance was much more in line with a lot more people in this country than Biden's. And again, uh, you know, you and I are on the same page. I'm not voting for either of them. In fact, I'm not voting at all because I don't. I'm not lending my consent to this government. I do not consent. I I would love to see us break up, and we're going to talk about that a little bit in a little bit as well, but I, I believe that the majority of people that are conservatives are merely conserving their team's brand of Marxism, and they don't even realize that they think they're being conservative, but what it, it's, you got the really fast, fast, we're going to be communist tomorrow, uh, the Democrats, and you got the Republicans, oh, well, we're going to be communist in about a month, so that, that's really what it comes down to. I, I really did not care about either of them, but I watched.
0: Well, let's look at some of the opportunities that COVID has presented, uh, with regards to those that are trying to compare how this is, or, or control how this is going to go about. Like you said, now, well, he should not appear before. Um, he should not appear live. Or I think Kamala Harris and and um, Pence are going to have a socially distanced um, debate out here in Salt Lake City, where they're standing twelve feet apart as opposed to six feet. That should solve everything. You know this this inconsistency in the application with these COVID restrictions, which I believe are all nonsensical um, with regards to the uh, Amy uh, Coney Barrett confirmation hearings. Now they're saying these might be delayed. Well, you know, if you put all of this together, how really far out there are these suppositions really? All of a sudden, these Republicans that are supposed to be, Mike Lee, for instance has tested positive. By the way, testing positive for COVID is not a disease. It does not make, make you sick. And this is the other thing, conflating the positive test results, by the way, combined with mandatory testing that they're having out here at Brigham Young University, for instance, of course you're going to get positive results. Go
1: ahead, Jeff. You wanted to say something. Yeah. Just remember that Florida had a 98% positive rate. So if you went and got a test, 98% of those tests came back positive. In reality, if you read all the articles, it was 9.8% positive. So can you trust these tests? Absolutely not. These, it, it's proven out article after article all over the country that these things are getting false positives. They're getting false negatives. They're completely unreli- unreliable and are a waste of time. We shouldn't even be bothering. Just let people, let this thing run its course. People will get herd immunity, and it will be all over, a la Sweden. The whole testing thing, all of a sudden, all these people are testing positive. Do I believe it? Not a chance. I believe a lot of it's politically motivated. Hence my post this morning. Mass are not medical. They are political. It has nothing to do with medical. It has everything to do with political. Welcome to being a slave.
0: That was really the point of my article. Let's again on my website, SuzanneCSherman.com. It's called Mask Hysteria. And the reason one of the I have to say the reason I refuse to wear one is it is compelling me to convey a political message. There's no science behind this. What they do is get away with the rhetoric. Well, it can help prevent the spread. Well, you can say it can help you fly as well. You know, you run into a strong headwind and hold it over your head. It's just as effective as getting you off the ground. And that's what's so ridiculous. Or the the fear tactic early on that we saw asymptomatic, uh, people can spread it. They may be able to spread it. And then people are good with that. And as Carl Rove had said, you cannot unring the bell when it comes to the court of public opinion and fear mongering. And that's exactly... And that's exactly what's happening here. And like I said, in my article, the court of, or in my article, Mask Hysteria, you are showing compliance to a political agenda of control. What started out as two weeks to flatten the curve. People voluntarily stayed home. Okay. Some of us, I didn't. Uh, And then if we're going to go for that, okay, now you're going to have to wear masks. The Summit County Sandinistas have imposed a mask mandate against us until January 8th of 2021. Where's the science backing that? They're shutting down the businesses. Regal Cinema Theater chain, all 500 closed down. Who's benefiting? Amazon exponentially expanding, you know, hiring so many employees. They're the tech companies, the chosen ones Walmart's, Whole Foods, connected to owned by Amazon, doing very well the mom and shop, mom and pop shops the brick and mortar shops are shutting down so not only are they trying to direct us to a cashless society they're trying to convert us to an um an electronic virtual mercantile society where now you are going to be forced to shop online where guess what they can track everything you purchase so either that you're going to be in a, at an improve, at an approved vendor go ahead
1: and they can limit what you purchase. Guess mm-hmm. what? You're not going to be able to buy online ammunition. You're not going to be able to buy firearm parts and different, uh, different things that you r- routinely. I routinely have bought my ammunition online because at one point I had a vendor online that was so inexpensive for, uh, for ammunition that I, I purchased, uh, purchased it all the time there. It was way cheaper. Plus, it was free, free shipping. So, I mean, it was cheaper for me to get it online than it was to go down to the store, local store and buy it from a local store. But, you know, that's going to go away. You're not going to be able to buy these things online. And most of these local stores are going to be put out of business. They're going to say you cannot sell these things. So this, the whole thing is this is all about control. It's political. You are correct. And I'll let you get back to it.
0: What we're going to do is take a quick break and uh, talk about our friends over at Anchor FM and then get back to where we are headed next with this mandatory vaccinations, social credits. We'll be back. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us. Uh, this is Suzanne Sherman, Jeff Johnson, joining me here, over here at the Wasatch Report Radio Show. And the first part of the show, we were talking about the issues of some censorship and Donald Trump, the ramifications of him and his family and uh, selected members of the Republican Party. Interestingly, many of whom were supposed to be appearing at the Barrett confirmation hearings, all of a sudden coming down, testing positive with COVID where are we coming to where are we where are we headed next now we've had the lockdowns we've had the mask vax or we've had the masks uh mandates going on and vaccinations donald trump talked about that during the d- during the debate with joe biden well we're I, i'm get i'm going to rush these vaccinations so we're going to have vaccinations that are going to be that are going to be mandated as well? Or is that going to be voluntary? Because what you're seeing in the media is saying, well, they're only effective if everybody uses them. So now what are we talking about? Donald Trump also said he was going to have the military involved to help distribute them. I found that to be a very <laughs> concerning statement. I want to share a couple of the sta- of the comments we're getting here. Our good friend Brian in Idaho for instance, this is another another issue with regards to these po- uh, positive tests. McCabe is refusing to testify before the Senate because of COVID, and he won't testify via video because he deserves to testify in person. Again, how is this going to affect the Senate confirmation hear- hearings for uh, nominated justice for the Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett? So also, T.D. Camp, I can't understand how blind the masses are. I think that is uh, uh, that's a great comment, and it is something that I, I, it's its affecting me emotionally, Jeff. I get really depressed when I see these people running around. I try to let people live and, and, and just be left alone. But the problem is when they're wearing these masks, especially, I'll share a story with you. I was in a little grocery store here in Colville and these two women, uh, elderly women, one was pretty overweight and struggling. It was a hot day. It was inside the store. And she's tugging at her mask, just trying to get a little fresh air in. And she says to her friend, oh, I'm so hot. Her breathing is labored. Her oxygen levels are obviously lowered as well. And she is struggling. She said, I am so hot. And I just walked past, you know me. I'm not going to keep my big trap shut. I said, then take that thing off. You don't have to wear it, you know, get rid of it. And her response was, I I thought, very depressing. She literally said to me, oh, I know but I'm afraid somebody's going to get mad at me. And I just as I walked away I looked over my shoulder I said that is exactly why they are getting away with this. And here's the thing peer pressure has taken the place of government mandates. We are so cowed by the by the propaganda by the controlled narrative That you're afraid somebody who has no authority over you, another person in a store, another citizen, equal to you, will be mad at you. So what? I've had people get very aggressive with me in the store. And one of them, I am ashamed to admit, I didn't really respond in a very diplomatic manner. I'm trying to be better in that regard. But sometimes they just get a big F you from me. And I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm tired of this force. I'm tired of seeing people that are bullied into submission. And when you talk to any of these people, the response is all the same. We hate this. I feel sick. I feel miserable. I was in Vernal, Utah, who never, by the way, that place never had a, a, a mask mandate. I think that's in Duchesne County. And no lockdowns, no mandates, but we did go into a state building and Hera Herbert has put mask requirements on any of the state buildings. So including the the public schools. So I walked in there, said masks required to enter the building. So I come trotting in without my mask and I go up to the front desk and I ask the woman, "Um, I understand there's a mask requirement six months into this. uh, You are aware that there are exemptions to this requirement. And she said, yes, there are. And I said, are you honoring them here? She goes, yes, we are. And then she took her mask off. (laughs) and I said, fine, I'll take three tickets, please. And this was for a dinosaur museum out in Vernal. It's a fantastic place. So we, we went in and we were the only ones without them. But interestingly, she took hers off right away. She goes, I hate this. She goes, but I need a paycheck. So what they're doing is, again, you will not have a job if you do not Don the yellow star i mean the mask go ahead
1: yeah well i just posted that article i i shared it in our chat earlier i don't know if you had a chance to see it but i it's a usa article uh i'm going to go this off the top of my head because i don't have the article in front of me but it's take the jab or lose the job and that and these medical people are saying that if people won't voluntarily do it we're gonna have to force them and if they won't take it then they're just going to be at this guy unemployed you're so you're gonna lose your job so that's where this is headed they're the article goes, oh, but we don't want to do that. We'll, we'll try the voluntary route first. So they're going to voluntarily force you to take the vaccine. Uh, they say over half the people in the country say they refuse to have the vaccine. So there's a significant number of people. If a significant number of people would just stand up for on their principles and say no, if, uh, if it's 51, 52, 53% of us say no and stick by our guns and say, no, go ahead, fire me. And they're not going to be able to fire everybody because they would just, that would just absolutely destroy the economy and tank the economy. It'd be all over. So it, they're not going to be able to do it. So well, we just I- need I- to have a little guts, little manly, little two words from uh, Patrick Henry, manly firmness. We just need a little manly firmness, you know? a little intestinal fortitude and, you know, we can make some changes. It's just that no one has the guts to stand up anymore.
0: Yeah. I'm going to share Brad's comment. Corporate peer pressure is strong too. We have to wear masks at work and most of my coworkers have been fooled and don't realize they don't have to wear them off campus because they became used to them at work. You know, we've all seen these people driving around in their own vehicles where their masks are on. I've seen the school bus drivers, out here are wearing the masks. Now, when the kids aren't in the cars, I've seen them driving with the masks under their chin. So this virus, again, being as deadly, but as sophisticated as it is, ne- knows it needs to go into harmless mode once the kids get on the bus. So these free-floating viruses all of a sudden are now inert when the children get on the bus and the mask goes back on the uh, sheep, I'm sorry, the driver uh, driving the bus. And by the way, what? Parent with two functioning brain cells wants somebody with oxygen deprivation driving their children in a bus. What the hell is wrong with these people?
1: Corporate, I don't know. Corporate. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I don't know what's in their heads because I was at the store the other day. By the way, I was at the store the other day and watching people outside walking across the parking lot with their masks on. Yes. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. You are outside, in fresh air, no one around you. You're in a parking lot by yourself, and you're wearing walking around with a mask on. I, and so I posted earlier uh, today or yesterday, I can't remember what it was, uh, that seeing the number of masks on people has told me that we've lost. It's all over. Yep. Mail it in. Uh, liberty is gone. Freedom is gone. We are going to live under tyranny. Because why? Because people will just comply. Look at the churches. The churches are compliant. Look at everything. Everywhere you go, they're complying with tyranny. And why? I don't know. Because they like it. They like tyranny. They like um, uh, despots. I don't know. I can't figure it out, but they do. I'm at a loss.
0: Yeah. Like I said, everybody's got their badge. Who is compliant? Who Who is afraid to stand up for themselves? Who is okay with letting businesses be shut down? And again, I I just keep thinking of that woman. I am afraid somebody will get mad at me. And that's the problem when we have the bullies that are controlling the narrative. We're gonna take a quick break. If you like the music, by the way, that starts this show off, pay attention to this ad because you're gonna find out how you can get it and listen to it whenever you like.
1: Music for this program has been brought to you by Roxanne, courtesy of Rat Pack Records. Radio Silence is the album and is available on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, RatPackRecordsAmerica.com, and RoxanneBand.com.
0: All right, everybody, we are back. And again, we are continuing our discussion on the social ramifications of the uh, the mask wearers and the forced imposition on us to wear them. Like I said, Jeff, I have refused to comply. I will walk right into a building. In fact, I'm going to a- I'm going to saunter into one of these state-owned liquor stores this week and buy a bottle of wine. They are really adamant against about you wearing it there, so I'm just going to say, uh, obviously you are aware that there are exemptions, and I am evangelical in this. Now I had a conversation. I'm going to leave their names out of it, but there are two very, very big voices in the Liberty community, but because I you know I didn 't talk to them first, I'm not going to bring them into the conversation, but the uh, this is what's really sad. The conclusion one of them came up with is the narrative is so controlled and so dominated by one side that the only thing left to do, liberty is lost, is just keep your head down and not be branded as somebody that's problematic who must be dealt with. That might be correct. I can't do it. I cannot just comply to get along. I cannot. I mean, I am in a good situation where I don't have to go to a job. And, and follow these, these requirements. And if I was, you know, it's easy to say, just quit, but how are you going to feed your family? And this is the problem now, where we have the corporations and even the small run businesses taking over the government's job because people are not listening to the government. You know, government mandates, screw you. I'm not wearing a mask. You know what you can do with your mask. I'm not putting it on. But now we have businesses, private business. You're not welcome to come in here without a mask. I'll tell you what, I still go in. I don't care. Well, you're not respecting their property rights. At some point, we have to disrespect stupidity and call it out for what it is. I don't care if you own your own small business. I will walk in without a mask. If you ask me to leave, I'll go. But if you don't, I'm gonna stay in. And there's a little coffee shop out here in in, uh, Park City in Jeremy Ranch. And they have a mask requirement just to walk in the door, but there they have the people preparing the food with their, their their schnozzes sticking out over the top. So I just call them out on that. And the other thing is too, you see the people, you have to wear the mask, but it's okay if you don't social distance. It's okay if you walk the wrong way down the aisle. You, we've seen these stores with those retarded signs, you know, have to go this way, no going this way. People ignore those. But the most obvious violation of this new social construct, this, I, this acceptable way of being seen in public is not wearing the mask. And that is where people draw the line and say, you must wear your mask. Well, why? It's very symbolic. They are muzzling dissension. And that's where we're headed. So now it's gone from the government telling you, you must wear a mask. Now nah, not gonna do it. To the stores saying, wear this mask. No, nah, not gonna do it two, you won't get a job or keep your job if you don't wear the mask. We're going to look at your social media to see what your stance on the mask is. I told people that over 25 years ago when I lived in Palo Alto, California in a a condo complex, I had a neighbor who proudly proclaimed that as a a human resources HR employee, any resumes that came to her bosses had to go through her The first thing she checked, if anybody in the section, I don't know why people want anything personal on resumes anyway, if somebody said they were a hunter, regardless of any of their other qualifications, as outstanding as they might be, that went right into the trash. She was a modern, or she she was the pioneer of the Facebook community standards out there. And they are actually stopping people from earning a living if they disagree with your social or political views. So now, hey, banking customers, you wanna have a safe experience? All of our employees are tested, their temperatures are taken, and they have been vaccinated so you can feel safe. I asked somebody about wearing this mask and they said, well, we want our customers to feel safe. I went, I was actually in a, again, in Vernal, I was at Denny's. And all the waitresses were wearing the, all the servers, I guess waitress is not appropriate, although they were all females. So all of the servers had masks on. So when I was paying, I asked, hey, is this a corporate issue since there's no mask mandate, you know, in, in your county here? And she said, yes, you know, a corporate just wants our customers to feel safe. I said, you know, you're tugging away at your face diaper there, which is full of contaminants and handing me a receipt. I don't feel safe. Her response, thank you. Have a nice day. (laughs) People don't want to hear this. I'm reading a book right now. Uh, It's called Deleted, and it is about the social media and the censorship going on with the tech giants. And one thing that was really interesting, they mentioned called the backfire effect. People already have their preconceived notions. And Jeff, we've discussed this when we talk about things like the incorporation doctrine and federalism, People have their preconceived notions and what they believe is real. And when you present them with facts, as we've experienced, it has the opposite effect. They don't want to hear your facts, and it reinforces their previously held beliefs. They don't want to let it go. And that's a huge problem that we have. Go ahead.
1: No, I'm pretty much done with the So I'm actually excited to move on and uh, get to this voting thing and the uh, voter fraud and stuff that we're going to end up seeing and where that might head.
0: Well, the Summit County Sandinistas, where I live, have absolutely uh, now taken away the right, again, if you want to vote, to vote in person because of COVID. Now, the Summit County Sandinistas can go ahead and meet. The Summit County Sandinistas have made it safe, have said it's safe to go and shop at Walmart to have takeout food, that sort of thing. But you cannot vote in person. Just vote. The stores are open. We have restrictions. So if you have to wear a face diaper to walk into a restaurant and then sit down, or if a school bus driver can take the mask off and then put it on once the children enter the bus, why is it beyond the realm of possibilities to have a ballot station, one of the voting machines that people want, set outside, somebody manned it, and then have your mask and social distancing requirements. No, that's not even on the table. We are going to have, we're going to mail out the ballots, the ballots, and then you will submit them via mailbox. And then it's going to take forever to count them. And then when we don't have a winner declared for who knows how long, we're going to get a little something called social unrest. Jeff, we've talked about the violence that's going to ensue. And you came across an interesting article today. You want to talk about that a little bit? It was about displaying your open carry firearm oh, yeah. as a yeah, way that, of protecting
1: yourself. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good article. But I want to just hit this voting while we're still on okay. the voting part before we get it. Because I definitely want to hit this before we go. But uh, the fact of the matter is we're going to see this whole thing with voting by mail is designed to have no winner come January 20th. So what you're going to see is I, I'm, I would almost guarantee, I'll give you my at least there's five of them, it's probably going to be more your California, uh, Oregon, Washington, uh, Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey. Uh, that's like five or six. Those states there with lots of electoral votes will not have certified their votes by January 20th. And that is by design. Cause I just, I, I've been warning about this for a few, a few months now. Article two, section one. Clause four, that's the, that's the clause you have to go to because what it says is if no one has the majority, and we're talking about electoral votes, if no one has the majority, who is going to decide who's president? Suzanne? The House. Yes, it goes to the House of Representatives. Which is the the unc- House of Representatives will vote for who's going to be president because no one has the majority. So who controls the House presently? Hmm. I think it's the Democrats yeah yeah so you know and here's the thing you got constitutional conservatives that say if only we get back to the constitution i guarantee you that these marxists are going to cram the constitution down these constitutional constipational conservatives as you call them suzanne that's
0: why i call it a constitutional suppository coming right your way folks and this is exactly what you wanted you wanted some constitution here's a great big dose of grab your ankles it's a coming in Joe Santos, yep. White House Press, press Secretary Kaylee McEnany, has uh, said in a statement that she has tested positive for the coronavirus. I don't care. If you're yeah. not sick, we don't care.
1: Yeah, And again, we talked about this earlier. Uh, you know, the fact of the matter is that the testing is so unreliable, so many false positives, so many false, false negatives, that why do we even care what these tests say? We'll be right back after this message about Anchor FM. Well, uh, and, you see know, a, lot of, a lot
0: of people are also avoiding, as I am, certain diagnostic procedures that are used for screening because you call and make an appointment. Well, you have to get your COVID test. Screw you. Screw your COVID test. I'm not doing it. I am not going no. to get a positive and be counted as a case and be a statistical foot soldier in your war against freedom. It's not happening. As Dave said, yeah. my argument is so the alternative to me wearing a mask is that you have to stay away from me. Sign me up. Yes. Yes, just stay away. You know, this is the thing though. This is really interfering with our interpersonal relationships and how we react to each other. We, the faces, the facial expressions is, is nonverbal communication. Nonverbal communication is huge. It's huge in determining what's a threat. It's huge in determining who's friendly. And I, this weekend I saw a friend I hadn't seen out in the open friggin' air in the 80, de- 80 degrees and plus out at Utah Motorsports campus. I should have known because she had the mask on. And I saw her, my first instinct is to give her a hug. Oh, hi. And she's like, put her arms up like I was on fire or something. No, no, no. And I just waved my arms, like walk away. And she's like, fine, whatever, you know, I'm done.
1: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, back to the voting. I, this is going to be a disaster. It's going to be the proverbial crap storm. And what's going to happen is it's going to go to the house and the house is going to pick the, the new president. Now, is anyone going to see that because it's in the Constitution now, is everyone going to find uh, say that this is now a legitimate election? Is anyone going to say that the fact that they uh, obfuscated the ability to count the votes, is that not an illegitimate election? Is this a legitimate government? I, I mean, these are really good questions to be asked yourself. Is this a legitimate government at all even now? So, this is going to be a problem, and we're going to end up in civil unrest, leading to the article. I saw. see, look at that segue. That was a perfect segue to go into the next article. So, you, keep um,
0: this up, you might have to, I might have to start paying you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Both, well, and if you, well, want, well you, you can take it from your uh, paycheck. So, anyway, <laughs> we're going to have social unrest. Uh, the left has already told us. Oh, and by the way, Nancy Pelosi has hitted numerous times to my Article 2, Section 1, Clause 4 response i mean she's got said it in the press so they already are thinking about that it's already out in their mind that that's the way they're going to go with this but we're gonna have social unrest and so there was an article and i'm i'm not i don't even remember who the article was buying it's not important but the headline was that uh displaying your firearm might be enough to stop whatever's happening. that's exactly,
0: uh, Precision Defense
1: dot com. i think okay. I- I've I've really never read their stuff before. It was on one of the sites that I follow. And I I immediately, I was the first response, I think. I said, uh, warning, hold up. Don't do that because that is a crime. It could be, you could be arrested and charged with brandishing. Most states have a brandishing law. So just by lifting your shirt and showing a firearm, trying to defuse the situation, you now become the felon. Some states it's misdemeanors, but a few states it's felony. And you're gonna to go to prison for at least a year because you displayed a firearm. What because that person's gonna say, I wasn't a threat. I wasn't doing anything to the person. They're gonna get right on the phone call 911 and oh, this guy showed me a firearm. He threatened me with it, and you're gonna to go to prison. So know your state laws and know what what's gonna happen if you brandish. Now, my last response on that is because I'm not saying you give up. Don't brandish it. But if the situation gets to the point, if you're going to brandish, you better be drawing the, it better be to draw the firearm. I mean, that's just, splat out what it is. It is what it is. If, if you feel you have to brandish it, that means you need to draw that firearm and address the threat in front of you. That's all I have to say on <laughs> that. that. Reminds Suzanne, me, more it
0: reminds me of a story I heard a long time ago when the carjacking was just starting to, you know, be the latest method of stealing cars because car alarms were coming out. And a friend of my parents came over and said, wouldn't it be really cute if if somebody came up to your car to to carjack? You know, she's, I guess, assuming they're unarmed and you took out a toy gun and, and waved it in the window. And I said, yeah, until they blow your head off with a real one. You know, if you're going to show any type of intent to use a firearm, real or fake, uh, please don't do what she said. You better be ready to fire that bad boy and protect yourself. This is akin to what I had said before. I shared some, uh, shared a story when somebody gave me advice. Well, my husband told me if I ever hear anybody just to pump the action on my shotgun. Well, now you're letting people know you've shown up to a gunfight with a loaded weapon. And it also shows that you really don't have any skills. I want to go back to one thing that um, oh, Pete is saying. You don't even have to lift your shirt. If someone feels threatened by your holstered firearm, you can be charged with assault. That's a claim they can make, but what they might do is say that uh, it was other behavior. For example, one good law that Herbert did sign into, one good bill that Herbert signed into law was, if you are in the state of Utah, for instance, open carrying and absent any threatening behavior, I'm not gonna say other threatening behavior because simply open carrying is not enough, uh, you don't touch it. You don't try to brandish it or, sh- or shift your weight to show somebody, look what I've got here. Um, they, police, nobody can even question you. I've actually had people call the police on me in Walmart. My son said he was walking behind somebody. He was in another aisle and he heard her describing me and as having had a gun on, on my hip and nobody ever showed up because they knew it was legal. I was also outside of a restaurant and people, there were a whole bunch of SOs, sheriff's officers uh, eating. This was uh, by an uh, outside restaurant. And somebody came up to them because I was sitting there minding my own business, eating with my boys. And they said, are you gonna do anything about that? And I knew the sheriff because he told me after the fact, he said, he told me that they did that. And he goes and he laughed and said, it's legal. But the problem is now, where the legislature won't act or people ignore the legislature, what's happening? Walmart, open carry ban. So now a lot of the stores, uh, Whole Foods, open carry ban or any kind of firearms in Whole Foods. So what they're doing is acting as their own form of legislature under the auspices of private property no forget all the all the tax incentives they get forget all the fact that they're working with the government they're doing the government's dirty work for them and this is what we're going to be seeing as uh, a result of the others when we see all the vaccinations coming out get your vaccination or you won't have a job again that happens with the this the Healthcare workers, but what happens if you just want to work in the bank? What happens if you just want to sell food? What happens if you just want to sell clothing or work in a gas station? You're going to have to get that. So, what the stupid people can feel safe, Jeff. I think we're about out of time. We had some other
1: articles we we're going to touch on, but we'll, yeah, we didn't get to we didn't get to about half of the show. I don't think <laughs> 45 minutes is just not enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. But anyway, everybody want to thank you for joining us again. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook facebook.com. Suzanne Sherman's The Wasatch Report radio show. Also for the other articles, go to SuzanneCSherman.com. And please find The Wasatch Report and the Red Hot Chili Prepper on Anchor FM. Thanks for joining us.